guys. Welcome back to Growing Through It. I know it's been a while, um, but hey, we're back. Life happens, and I'm very excited to be here today with the founders of The Exposure Project, the faces behind The Exposure Project, um, Gabby and Katie. The Exposure Project pretty much is a mental health awareness platform. They have a blog, they have an Instagram, um, and they're amazing advocates. So I'll go ahead and introduce them right now. We have Gabby. Hi, everyone. I'm Gabby. And we have Katie. Hey, guys. I'm Katie. So we pretty much... Guys, how do we meet? It was just so <laughs> crazy and... I think it was through Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. We have mutual friends and... I had seen a posting about your podcast, and I'm like, this is fucking dope. Like, I want to be a part of this, like, join the movement, and I just reached out to you, and I feel like we vibed. Yeah, and we really, really did. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I met you over Zoom once, and then fast forward to now, we're sitting at my kitchen table. I know. (laughs) We're a few wine glasses in. Um, We're vulnerable. Let's... Then period. <laughs> um, but today, in today's episode, you guys, we really wanted to bring light to mental health um, awareness, especially during the crisis that we're living in. Um, we're currently living in, one, a shelter-in-place order, and secondly, a huge and very important Black Lives Matter movement. And I feel, and we all feel, that mental health needs to be a really big priority right now for everyone in general. Um, and we just are going to have an honest conversation pretty much about mental health and what we've been doing right now to keep ourselves sane. Um, we're going to talk about what's been keeping us grounded, what special practices we've been in the practice of, um, and we're going to be vulnerable with you guys today, um, and we're very excited. Yeah, I am. I'm really excited. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is our first ever podcast. We've never done this before, so... Please just be easy on us. Don't judge us. I'm mostly speaking for myself. Um, Yeah, I'm excited and nervous. You can speak for me there, too. (laughs) Yeah, I was mentioning to both of them that, like, trying new things is hard. And the fact that we've made it this far to have an honest conversation about this is enough. Um, and, And, yeah, so we've gathered a few questions that we pretty much wanted um, to answer, and let's just begin. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. So, I guess the first question would be, um, how have you been taking care of your mental health during these times? That's a good question. Should I go first? Yeah. All right. Um, Gabby talking. I feel like, so for these times, we're living in like a really unprecedented, is that the right word? Yeah. Unprecedented time. And we weren't prepared for dealing with this. None of us were, and I know I wasn't. I think I've been really lucky for my experience in the mental health um, advocacy world that I know how to deal with anxiety a little bit, and I know how to deal with uncertainty. So luckily, I've been able to take some of those tools and apply them to what I consider the most uncertain collective time that we are all experiencing Um, I could dig into a little bit of what that really looks like for me, but the way that I've just been dealing with it is using best practice practices of anxiety tools that I know that help me manage the uncertainty. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. I think for me, what's really been working is kind of just going with the flow rather than trying to control everything so much. 
Like, I have a huge tendency to want to focus on the things that I can control, but the biggest learning lesson in the way that I've been coping the most is learning that coronavirus is not mine to control. This entire revolution is not mine to control. The only thing I can control right now is how I respond to things and how I make a huge effort in my life to make sure that I'm supporting Black-owned businesses, that I'm sharing and reposting and reading and educating and having hard conversations. But then at the end of the day, also giving myself a limit to be like, okay, now I can sit on the couch and I don't need to focus so much on all of the sad things. I can focus on this TV show for 30 minutes before I go to bed. Um, And I think that's the way I manage best is letting go of the control, but then controlling 30 minutes of my day in one way or another. Yeah. I think a lot of like self-awareness is very important. Um, 2020 has been a full on roller coaster and not just for myself, but for so many people Um, I started the year by celebrating my birthday in January, and um, in February, I chose to let go of a very um, important relationship in my life, and a few days later, we had a shelter in place, so I really had to sit with myself and who I wanted to be for myself and really use this time to be very selfish. Um, I'm a very selfless person in general, and I really had to just be fucking selfish Mm -hmm. because I deserved it for myself um and something that I've done during mental during for myself for my mental health during this crisis is seek therapy and I've talked about it in my previous is my previous episode you know therapy really saved my life and you know in a way I'm not ready to share why it saved my life but it truly has and Again, I wouldn't have been able to seek therapy without my self-awareness. And you're right, Katie. Like, we're living in a world where so much shit is happening, but it's okay to give yourself 30 minutes to just run away from it almost and just give watch a show. Yeah, Yeah. just time to decompress. Yeah. It's like everything is so emotionally charged and everyone has so many opinions that you, like I've said in one of our blog posts, like if you over-consume something, it'll completely consume your mind and your body and your being, and that's all so connected. Mm -hmm. And it sounds super, like, hippy-dippy, but it really is true. If you don't give your mind a break, your body's going to suffer at the hands of your mind, too. Yeah, I agree. And that, for me, like, yes, give yourself that time. Give yourself those few minutes out of your day to just sit with yourself But once those seconds are over, that does not mean that what's happening out in the world is over. Mm -hmm. So go back on your phone, sign those petitions, go protest if you can, repost those important messages and and phone numbers that are being shared within social media and advocate for someone else that doesn't have those 30 minutes to sit back and enjoy that TV show. Exactly. You know what I mean? 100%. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so... But yeah, so... I think enough said. To that, yeah, to that point, not really, enough said. Sorry. Period. <laughs> no, but to that point, I think it's important during this time to practice gratitude as much as we can because I know us three, we live um, kind of like in a luxurious, not that we have a perfect life, but when you compare it to other people in the world, like we still are able to work from home and we still are able to stay connected with family through FaceTime. Like there are so many positives to look at that I think that some of us have forgotten about this time that it's really important to 
practice gratitude in every aspect of your life. Because if you forget like the things that are going well, all you will do is focus on the shit that's going wrong. And like you mentioned, Katie, like that is never good. It will consume you and it will completely tear up your mental health. Yeah. And to kind of your point before that, it's like, yes, you get that break. Like you have the luxury of taking that step back and getting that break, but really like the main lesson is that it should never end for you, the education aspect mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. None of that should ever take a backseat to your relaxation because yeah. the truth of the reality is that, like, black people can't go outside and feel relaxed ever. They have this constant fear that something that they're going to do is going to be looked at in a criminal way. So taking that luxury of having that 30 mm-hmm. minutes is fine, but really just making sure that you dedicate your entire life to focusing on educating yourself and being an activist and being an alley and whatever that means for you is different, but just making sure that every single day you're going to do one thing that's going to try to change the way that the world has been set up for black people and people of color. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Well said. Wow. That was like a good like intro to like <laughs> what we're going to be talking about. But what is something that you guys have discovered about yourself during this quarantine? I think we've talked about this a lot together. Like, really truly the luxury of being able to work from home and having that paycheck and not being scared about it Mm -hmm. like I got my very first real job where I can work from home and I am salaried and I have all of these benefits I got that first job three months in or two three weeks in and then we're in lockdown and I'm like fuck am I gonna keep my job (laughs) is this like gonna work out for me and I'm so fortunate that it did if I had still been working in a restaurant like I was the three weeks prior to that, I would not have a job right now. I would be screwed. Um, So I think learning, yeah, the timing worked out really well. But I think that learning about myself is that, okay, I'm intelligent enough to keep this job. I work hard enough to keep this job. Um, I'm persistent and I definitely persevere. Like I try my hardest all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think I've learned that a lot about myself during quarantine is like, I can handle this by myself. Yeah. On my couch, working with one laptop, like, to me, that's pretty special and exciting to be able to discover about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree. <laughs> and I would say I have learned that it's okay for us to be creative. It's okay for us to tap into the things that we really enjoy. I feel like before quarantine, we were like mouses on a wheel and we would go throughout our day and do these things because we felt like that's what we were supposed to do and when that routine was taken away from me I'm like who am I like who am I without going into the office like who am I without meeting my friends every Saturday and Sunday for lunch and for girls night out like who really am I and I think that's why I love this question like what am I discovering about myself I know that I've discovered that I love to be creative And I love alone time. Like, something that I didn't really appreciate before was just being able to spend time by myself. And now that I think if I, if we go back to regular life at some point, I think we will. um, I'm going to cherish things that quarantine has taught me. And I don't know. It's just kind of readjusting our mindset and knowing that we don't have to be on that routine that life tells us that we need to be in. And in a way, it almost teaches you, like, about your priorities. It's like, yes, work matters this much, but really work 
matters this much. You know what I mean? It's like what really matters is calling your family or spending that extra time with your roommates or your boyfriend or, you know, making the effort to check in on those around you. It kind of puts into perspective, like, does this really all matter if we're all going to get sick and pass away anyway? Like, no, my nine to five doesn't matter as much. Right. Being on Slack twenty four seven doesn't matter as much. We want to keep our jobs, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> do not fire us. <laughs> so if if they're employed with you, please don't fire them. <laughs> this is all of our idea, but you know, well, like <laughs> like we said, we are practicing gratitude as much as we can. But um, we're being really really realistic in the fact that we are human, and there are things more important than money. Like yeah. that's what this shit has taught me. Like. With, without the paycheck, without everything, like, who would we be? What right. would we like? What are we going to do? And that is what quarantine is teaching me. Like, it is forcing me to be the person that I really am. Right. And Even if your if job isn't your mission, then what is? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, who are you without that, yeah. those hour boundaries mm-hmm. of being a professional? Yeah. I think for me, it's and something that I've always shared with my family and myself and my friends is, at the end of the day when you come home and you unmask yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Who are you, first of all? And second of all, life is short and we're all not going to be here forever. But when you leave this world, how am I going to remember you? And how will others remember myself? Mm-hmm. And what impact did you leave? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Who's going to feel the impact that you leave behind? Is it just your job? Because that's not really important. Correct. We can pretty much use this time that we have during quarantine um, to be the most effective slash productive. Yeah. I mean, I think at the beginning of quarantine, there was all this pressure to have another hobby, whether you're cooking or you're tie-dyeing or you're redoing your home. Um, But now I think those priorities have definitely shifted and people are more aware of spending the free time that they do have or making their top priority being anti-racist and what that means for you, again, is so different from what it could be for the next person. But utilizing the time that you do have off and that time that you do have free to shift away from a hobby who cares if your kitchen looks good but we really care if black lives are being taken at the hands of police um for no reason so i think that the shift in priorities has definitely changed and there's less pressure to be useful with a hobby for your home but more useful to be an advocate for voices that have not been heard yeah i agree um I'm going to be real. I hate the word productive, and I feel like it's because I have a a tricky relationship with the word. I think that we overuse it, and it causes a lot of pressure for us, so don't be productive. (laughs) Like, if you can't be productive, don't be productive. I think what we could do best during this time is be responsible. If you have a job, like, get your job done. If you can, like, if you can't because of your mental health, then that's a different story. But if you could do certain things that are um, responsible, like do those things, and then, like Katie mentioned, use your other energy to create change wherever that may be. I'm just not, like, a huge fan of the word productive just because I feel like it causes too much pressure. We already have pressure, and I'm over it. Like, I just don't want to be pressured, you know? And I think there's so much power in being not anti-productive but just listening to yourself Mm -hmm. like there's a huge difference between being lazy Mm -hmm. and just being downright unproductive and that it's totally fine to be unproductive um your emotional toll 
Like, your emotional health takes such a big toll on your body. Right. So being able to sit down in front of your computer and say to yourself, I'm not going to be of use to my company today, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to do my part in other ways, I think is enough. And you're being productive by just getting up every day and showing up. Like, your mental health is thanking you for getting out of bed and even taking a shower. It doesn't matter if you're unproductive at work. It matters that you showed up. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I've been kind of all over the place with what productivity looks like. Um, Like I mentioned, it's been a very crazy year for myself. Um, And right now, we are living through this really big, like, Black Lives Matter movement. And it's really made me want to reach out to my close family and my friends. And I've really, like, reevaluated what is important to me. Obviously, I still need to get paid and I still have a job. So in the mornings, I try to really wake up early. I've literally been in the habit of making of making myself a green smoothie because I have other goals for myself. But I think that's a really good habit that I've been in the practice of. Yeah. So I'll wake up, have my green smoothie, and then I'm like, all right, cool. Let me get my laptop out, even if that's in bed or if it's in the living room, wherever it might be, and just get a few tasks done to get my day going and be productive because I like feeling productive and I like that feel for myself. Um, and then, you know, as the day goes on, I have my planner and I go in and I say, okay, to like, what goals do you have for yourself today, for the week, for the month, whatever it might be. Um, and a really big thing that I've been trying to do for myself and for my family is check in on my grandparents, um, who is COVID affecting the most right now, the elderly. And my grandparents are in the U S they're in Nicaragua and they're in a third world country. Like the doctors out there, of course, they're intelligent doing what they can, but they don't have the resources that I, that we have here. Um, so I've been in the practice of sending them a message or giving them a call. And I need to get better at that, actually, because I don't do that often. Um, And I've been seeing that a lot of grandparents are passing away. um, And I don't have the luxury of being able to get on the plane and go over there. No one does right now. Um, So that's kind of what I consider being productive in my day, just checking in, checking that off and knowing that I did that. And not just doing it because it's on my checklist, but doing it because it's coming from my heart. Mm. Um, And also within the Black Lives Matter movement right now, like I have black family members. My niece and nephew are half black and I'm using the time that I have off to be out there and to be in protest. I went to a protest today and I've went and I've gone to several during quarantine um and I don't necessarily put that out there for everybody because I'm doing that for myself but that's how I've been pretty much using my time Mm -hmm. um and that productivity looks like looks different for everybody yeah you know it doesn't necessarily need to be about work and it doesn't need to be about going to the gym or whatever the hell that is it's just it literally if you look up the definition for productivity it's not necessarily work Right. Um, so yeah yeah I actually love that idea of even though I don't like love the word productivity I like the idea of living by your values so deciding what's important to you for me it's work and exposure project and maintaining relationships like figure out what you really really value and I'm not talking about Instagram likes and what is going to validate you. I'm talking about, like, what feeds your soul. Like, 
how calling your grandparents feeds your soul. And when you're able to identify those things, then you can add those, literally just like what you said, then you can add those things to your list. So I feel like change the perspective a little bit, reevaluate what you really love, admire, and value, and then decide what is productivity to you. Yeah. Don't be productive because you feel like you need to, like, don't go work out because you want to be skinny to impress some girl or some guy. Like, let's change the perspective of what that word really means. Because that's how I used to look at the word, and I want to make sure that um, people don't see it like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, like, productivity right now is the poster child of the girl who gets up every morning and Mm -hmm. goes for a workout and then kicks ass at her job all Mm -hmm. day and then calls every family member and then has date night and then sees her. It's, like, all this stuff that it's, like, so much pressure to do the right thing. But really, right now, productivity is not tied to a manager at your job. It's not tied to the workout you did this morning. Mm -hmm. What it's really tied to is... Are you doing the things that mean the most to your family and to your immediate life right around you? Right. Like calling your grandparents. Yeah. Like, would you do that otherwise? I, maybe. But right now, it's so important to do right. it. And it show, that's productivity to you. Because mm-hmm. we're not caught up in the productivity of my job or my 9 to 5 or my workout this morning. Yeah. Or attending this happy hour. Like, whatever it is. It's seeing the people that mean the most to you and calling them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. All right, ladies, so to get a little bit more deep, um, how are you guys honestly and truly getting through this time? What does that look for you? I think it's us talking all the time (laughs) is a big thing, like exposure project and being able to divert energy into that rather than the monotonous day-to-day of, like, I'm in sales, so it's the same thing every single day, pretty much just cold outreach uh, 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 to break up my day by talking to Gabby having my boyfriend with me all the time and then having just this like super close relationship with my parents that I think I missed out on for Mm -hmm. the past few years because I've been caught up with work or going out or doing whatever and now I have these extra hours in my day and I want to talk to my parents all the time Mm -hmm. almost to the point where they're like can you please stop calling me yeah yeah, Yeah. it is my dad says on the phone he's like okay this is the last time you're gonna call me today right I'm like maybe (laughs) (laughs) might be depends on if anything else what are you doing in 30 minutes minutes. (laughs) yeah (laughs) so it's nice to be able to like rebuild that relationship that I don't think I was nurturing enough before Mm -hmm. yeah I um, agree with everything you're saying, and I think something that's helping me during this time, obviously, like I mentioned in the beginning, I'm really anxious, and um, I've had a lot of anxiety during this time, but I like to remind myself that this is literally one of the most anxious times that I'll ever be in. in comparison to like some things that might happen in the future that I'm that I can't control but this is seriously one of the most uncertain times that we will all go through and figuring out how to deal with it now will really help me deal with whatever else I go through in the future and that doesn't mean I'll be perfect in the future it just gives me hope that if I can deal with this I can deal with hopefully a lot of other things that comes my way. So just reminding myself that, like, we are warriors. And I think that is, that's a beautiful thing. And we 
we really um, adapt to our environments, no matter how difficult that environment is. It's just been like a huge learning experience and a beautiful one. Yeah. Yeah. I think for myself, um, and in all honestly, I don't care if I sound repetitive, um, but I've used this time for therapy. Um, I've learned a lot of things about myself during this time that I didn't know about myself before. I've discovered a lot of childhood trauma. I've discovered a lot of things that have pretty much told me why I act the way I do and why I have my guard up for certain things and the list goes on. Um, but I'm very thankful for my mom during this time. Um, she is my best friend and I know that at the end of the day, um, I can go to her for absolutely anything. And I'm very thankful for that relationship because so many people don't have that. Um, and I know that because I have several friends that really don't have that. And it it almost makes me like, wow, like that's, you know, it just makes me feel like one, that's fucking crazy. But then two, I'm like, oh, I I love my mom even more for giving me that relationship. Um, So I would pretty much say therapy, being able to have the courage to go into that at such a young age, you know, I'm 23 and I'm already in therapy. Like that says so much about myself already. And um, I want to normalize that for so many people. And I think Actually, you guys, I it's something that I want to say in this podcast, in this episode, is we need to normal, normalize a lot of shit right now. We need to normalize that it's okay to not be okay. We need to normalize that seeking help is okay. Seeking resources is okay. And to put ourselves first and be selfish is okay. So I think during this time, I pretty much have been normalizing a lot of things for myself to keep me going. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, that's something that I really wanted to share and, and, and just say on this episode. I think yeah. people need to hear the word normalize because yeah. um, yeah. society just tries to take the reality from us all the time. For sure. And I think, not speaking for Katie, but we all go to therapy. Yeah. Um, I love my therapist and I've had multiple of them, even if that makes me sound crazy. Um, to me, that makes me very self-aware It makes me empathetic. It makes me all of the good things that I love about myself. And that's what I want to normalize. Going to therapy makes you a better person. It makes you deal with people better. It makes you understand people better. It is scary because it reveals things about you. But that's okay. Like, step into who you are, learn about those things, and be better. Being a better person is not a bad thing. And you will affect everyone positively when you are able to do that for yourself. (laughs) Okay, you guys. So, like, break the ice a little bit because we've been getting pretty deep. Um, But what is, like, one of the big... One of the... No, not even the biggest. What is the smallest... How would you even word it? The stupidest. Like, the stupidest argument or situation you've been a part of during quarantine that pretty much has put things into perspective for you. Because in all honesty, my list can go on. (laughs) Um, Um, I live with my boyfriend, and his hair was getting pretty out of control after, I think it was like the three-month mark. He had like a full-on comb-over. Like, I would watch him comb his wet hair in the morning, and I was like, dude, okay, something has to change about this. So he told me to shave his head, and I started 
shaving his head, and it was bald, like totally bald. All of his hair was gone. There was a. <laughs> that, I can't wait for him to come back in. He, no, like I asked if he was sick because he posted a picture of him. Right. Literally, he yeah. looked like not well. Sorry, Kelvin. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Come any You're sexy now. now. It's grown back a bit. It was the angle, my friend. Yeah, and yeah, it just looked not good. And I kept shaving it. He's like, it's totally fine. It's going to be totally fine. And I'm like, I'm going to need you to go look in the mirror really quick. Because by now I'd gone about half of the bottom of his head. So it was like neck to top of the ear bald. And I'm like, you're going to fucking hate this. There's no way to go about this. So just go check it out. Comes back, sits down super pissed off. And he's like, just shave my fucking head then. I was like, I'm just using the tool you told me to use. I don't know anything about cutting oh hair. And he's like, just shave my head. Just shave it all off. No fade? Like, he didn't even no, want to get a little... He no? just gave me a fucking two. Oh. And he's like, go for it. I think they use a two. I'm like, who? Who do you think uses a fucking two? I, I don't believe any guy knows what they're talking about. No, he's like, a two will be good. I'm like, you look absolutely ridiculous. So I shaved his entire head... Um, it wasn't like a huge fight. It was more of like a realization mm-hmm. coming to the coming to terms with the fact that he had to shave his head, and me coming to terms with the fact that I just shaved his entire fucking head. Like I was like, oh, let's send a picture to a few people, and he's like, absolutely fucking not. Why do you think we're gonna send pictures to people? I look so crazy. <laughs> By the way, he's pretty tan, but his head was. <laughs> I'm pale, and his head was paler than I am. It oh looked like he Did had look full, blue. Yeah, he looked. He oh was like God. radiating. You could see through his brain on the top of his head. Um, I think that's the biggest what fight. Thing. Oh my that was God. a long I story. Girl, I will never let you. I will never give you scissors. Uh, you wouldn't give me a two. I know. I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> the positive is, is he has hair and it grew back. Yeah, oh, look he looks good. He looks good. Yeah, he looks great. He looks He's much fine. better than with hair. We love you, Calvin. Yeah, sorry. He looks, you're so He's hot. like at a bar right now, like, yeah, that And we're over here, like, Girl. shitting on him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have noticed that quarantine has made me extra antsy and argumentative. And that probably has to do with, like, the amount of alcohol that I'm consuming because of quarantine. I'm bored as fuck, and I like to drink wine. (laughs) And (laughs) I'm with the same motherfucking people every single day, okay? If if anyone, I know you guys can't see us, but I have a glass of wine, and while she speaks, I'll be chugging it. Keep going. Exactly. Um, So, uh, an argument that I had gotten, I kind of want to tell you two, but I'll tell you, I'm trying to think which one I really want to go into. Um, I got into an argument about Kylie Jenner, someone that I don't even follow on Instagram. I don't follow her life. Um, it was with my roommate's boyfriend who came into the house and he just made a comment about her lying about being a billionaire. And I just said that like, I don't care. Yeah. And as a woman, I don't, sorry to play the woman card. I know that's going to get like annoying to people, but as a woman, I don't care to talk about other people like another woman's yeah. income and you know what gabby i'll pause you really quickly who gives a shit about us saying like why are we talking she's still successful exactly yeah, she's still a boss 
Okay. And, and now that's a, kind of a different story, but also always use the woman card. I'm right. a woman. But who the fuck proud. cares about her extra Z? Okay, now we're drinking all too much wine. Keep okay. Going, <laughs> so I'm happy that I have people on my side. Um, I've I said all those things within the argument, but I feel like the way that I communicate, and I shouldn't apologize. Like, I am yeah. super fucking direct. I am extremely aggressive, and I usually can't be persuaded unless... In my opinion, I think the argument is morally like aligned with what I believe, right. and it's factual. So when I don't have those things all aligned, I could be a complete bitch, and I get that. I feel like that particular argument um, brought out like a negative side of me because I was not letting up whatsoever. Like I just was kind of being like, "Don't fucking talk to me about a woman's income. I don't give a fuck." Like all those things that. I shouldn't really be like sometimes. Sometimes I got to take a step back and allow a man to have a conversation with me and like say his piece, even if I don't agree with it. Um, I don't know. That's just, that was an argument that definitely got under my skin and taught me that I just need to like allow people the room to have an opinion. Yes. But I think that's something, it also goes back to the Black Lives Matter movement is like having an opinion as Women, we automatically sometimes assume men don't get to have an opinion mm-hmm. on us. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to how we were talking about before. I'm like, I'm white, so I don't feel like I get to have an opinion. I don't right. get to have feelings about this because this is not about me in any way. Right. And it kind of goes back to that same thing of yeah. like, you're a guy. Why do you get to have an opinion on any woman or her income or her right. money or how right. she's getting it? And it's the same thing about like, why do white people get to have an opinion on Black Lives Matter and what's going on with them? Right. But at the same time, where the people who built this system against them, like, same with men, built this, inst- this system against women. Right. So it just comes back to, like, the oppressors need to have a voice when they're trying to turn a new leaf. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Yeah, I think for myself, the... Um, the dumbest argument I've had this quarantine, you guys, literally. So my friend is a nurse and during night shifts, she can't like go out and like let her dog out. Right. So she's asked me like, Hey, can you like go walk Ralphie? Right. But one night I literally wasn't feeling well for like two nights. I wasn't feeling well. So my dad did it for me. And one night he was trying to find the key to the apartment and I could have sworn that the previous night I had given it to him. And I was like, Dad, I gave it to you. And I, it was literally, you guys, the biggest argument we probably ever had. But I was like, you have the key. I gave it to you. You lost the key. It's an orange, bright-ass key. I don't know how we ever even missed it. So he's looking all around the house for it. We need to literally go walk this dog out because it's, you know, it's already hella late. And I go in my drawer and I see the key. So in that moment, I know I'm wrong. I'm like, shit, dude, I had the key. Like, I had the key. But I'm a Capricorn. So you just threw it somewhere I, in the house. And I, girl. Like, Why don't you tuck under the couch cushion? You know what? I am a Capricorn. I am hella stubborn. And in that moment, I had already been so opinionated about where the key was. I was not about to be a liar. And I was not about to be wrong. So I went to his car and I put it in the seat. And I said, it's here. And I go, the key's under the seat or whatever. And he looked at me with this face of, Aida, how are you going to tell me it was there? He was, like, so upset and so sad because he's like, are you lying? Like, did you lie? Because I cannot find that. I I, I knew I didn't have that key. And in that moment, I reacted with, no, it was there. 
it was there because I was so stubborn about looking wrong. And later the next morning, I felt this feeling in my heart of like, oh, you're yeah. hella shady. Like your dad literally, and all because of Key. Mm-hmm. It really taught me, choose your own battles, dude. Yeah. Choose your own battles because you could have just been like, oh my God, my bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I've done that so many times. And so then I'm right after, I'm like... Should I do this? I shouldn't do this. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I have it. And I'm I know real, where it was. I'm so sensitive. I'm a very sensitive person. I can be very aggressive. I can be, I, my teeth turn into knives if someone pisses me off sometimes, occasionally. Um, but but I, I am very sensitive, sensitive yeah. dude. And I'm kind of that person that, like, I can't take my own shit yeah. sometimes. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that was my silly, dumb argument. <laughs> Oh, shit. <sighs> At least we're becoming better people in the yes, process, seriously. right? Yes, seriously. That's the goal. Yes. Even through the shitty arguments and the stupid yes. arguments. I think this whole quarantine has really just allowed us, not the whole quarantine, but the whole quarantine, the whole Black Lives Movement has just really put things into perspective for us about just choosing our own battles and understanding what's worth arguing about and what simply isn't. Mm-hmm. And really, like, what's important That's to you. Point. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Snapping. Mm, too, <laughs> my boyfriend gets so mad that I snap, by the way. Really? Yeah, no. Hodge. Oh, my God. If you're hearing this. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, that was our little mental health episode. I'm so happy you guys came on and just reached out to me. And I'm very excited. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. Thanks for Thank having you. us. This is Where it's ladies. Um, so you can follow us on Exposure Project. It is spelled like it sounds. Oh, Exposure Project SF. I am so sorry. She doesn't even know her own name. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and you can check out our blog. Show us some love. If you have any questions regarding mental health, um, specifically anxiety, depression, and OCD are some of the things that we have struggled with personally, please just let us know. And we are here to help and support in whatever way we can. Feel free to email us or DM us, and we're always right there to listen to you. Mm-hmm. So, again, thank you so much for having us. You're welcome. We're so excited to have done this. Yes. This was like our first um, post-quarantine thing that we have going yeah. on. Yeah. It was yeah. a lot of fun to see someone in person yes. and have a real conversation. It was Seriously. nice. Was really well, thank you guys, and you guys are all welcome whenever you guys want, obviously. We'll be back. Um, and... <laughs> That's it. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And like I always say, we'll see you in the next episode.